Hey everybody, it is me, Jason Klom, your host, The Professional Blur. I wanted to very quickly thank everybody for listening. Uh, I'm excited that people are listening to this show. Um, and wanted to give you a heads up, as of that last episode, we're halfway through season one. I don't normally do seasons on my shows, but I do so many shows that I've realized to keep stuff fresh for certain stuff, seasons are a good idea. So for this, uh, the first 16 episodes uh, are going to be the first season. Now, I say the first 16, that is to say, I hope. There may be a bit of a gap, as you can guess, because of COVID-19. Uh, scheduling is becoming problematic. Honestly, bringing people into my home where I record every episode is pro problematic. Um, I myself have had a single symptom. Seems like it's just a cold and nothing else has gotten worse. But trying to be extra, extra precautious. So I don't want to bring that to anybody else as well. Uh, so just just know that the schedule may get uh, interrupted a little bit. Uh, that said, I, if you're interested, there are back episodes of a ton of other podcasts that I do. Um, so feel free to give those a listen. Um, the podcasts that I primarily do are Comedy on Vinyl, Dispatches from Fort Awesome, and Dana J's Comedy Hour. I uh, also have a show about the show Picard, which will continue because that is a Skype program. If I could do more of these via Skype... Uh, that's the other thing. If I do more of these via Skype, you will get more episodes. Um, and I'm considering putting this up on Patreon as well. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash stolen dress, you can support my other shows. And that is more than welcome. Um, but, uh, you know, if, you, uh, if you're interested in seeing more professional blur related stuff, um, I don't know what that would be just yet, but I have been thinking on some things. Uh, let me know. Uh, because uh, I'd be happy to do a Patreon episode each month or more stuff each month or live streams, that kind of stuff. Definitely set up to do that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for your patience. Um, and again, thank you for supporting the show. We will be doing seasons. I'm excited about that because it will keep this show, as I say, quite fresh. And I will continue to enjoy doing it as much as I have. This is weirdly becoming one of my favorite things to do. And I say weirdly because I do a lot of interview shows and this is just like a new way to keep me interested in that in that format. Um, thanks so much for listening, and please enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Professional Blur, a podcast hosted by me, Jason Klom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Professional Blur, the only podcast about extra work so far. I'm your host, Jason Klom. With me from Idaho is the delightful Kimberly Reynolds. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. I'm actually, I'm very excited. <laughs> good, good. I am too. So you and I are on a podcast called Of Dice and Dens Together, which is a D&D podcast. Yes. Um, and while that is not how we met, that is definitely how we've gotten to know each other, at least in character terms. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, because, you know, I've, I've known Dan for forever, well, not as forever as you have, but, sure. you know, he talks about you basically every day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and as he so, should. You know, <laughs> so it's been nice to do this other thing together to get to get to know you better because it's you definitely are a kind of person i like to be friends with yeah same same <laughs> here uh, you know you guys all have the you know roughly the same sense of humor while the same mm -hmm. kind of dumb and then dan has to edit it together um yep, i'm actually guy. <laughs> i'm very sad that he doesn't have any extra work because i was hoping but then when you said oh no i've done some extra work and it was it was basically hometown extra work i was like oh please this is the stuff i want to hear about oh yay <laughs> so because uh, most of it's like you know when it's la based some of the stories can get kind of samey um right. so tell me uh, how many? Well, first of all, how many things have you been in extras in? It's okay if it's only one, but I'm curious. It is just the one. It is just the one. All yeah. right. Well, then set the scene. Where was it? When was it? What was the name of the project? Ooh. Okay, so this would have been around 2005, 2006 ish. Okay. Um, I was a. It was my third year of college at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. Okay. I 
was a theater major. My goal as a child had always been to grow up to be a 12-time Academy Award winner, and I work in jewelry, so uh-huh. you know, that worked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, they were filming this movie called Home of the Brave in Spokane, which is about 75 minutes away. Okay. And um, they were just, they call, we've got University of Idaho and the Washington State University are 10 miles apart. They're both border towns. So, and they both got pretty good theater departments. They're both ag schools, but mm-hmm. they've got pretty strong arts departments. And so um, the production was called down to both schools and like, hey, if you've got anybody who is, you know, wants to do some extra work, it's 45 bucks. You got to get yourself to Spokane and we've got X number of scenes that are available. Mm-hmm. So everybody was signing up. There was like, some folks did like parade scenes and whatever. So my scene was in a restaurant in some, I've never been able to find this restaurant again. I've been to Spokane a hundred times. I cannot find this place. Oh my God. It was called. It was a fancy place on the water and it had a big swordfish on the sign. Okay. But frick if I can remember where it is. (laughs) So I, they told us, you know, pick a few different outfits within these parameters and just show up. So I did. And I ended up working with Christina Ricci that day. See, and, I was just looking at the yeah. cast list, and I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, did you just meet the love of my life when I was a, <laughs> yeah, right? a teen boy? Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, she was so great. Um, and they, they told us, you know, the, the extras wranglers was like, okay, you know, these people, yes, they're famous, but they're also at work, so you got to sure. respect them. And they're, you know, I'm like, yeah, totally. Like, this is, I'm here to do a thing. I'm not here to fangirl. Right. I fangirled. Of course. Uh, <laughs> so, um... The scene was the scene got cut from the movie ultimately, Damn which it. really I know I was so depressed. And basically, the idea is is she is the girlfriend of one of the dudes who was in Iraq and he died. Okay, his best friend has been in love with her forever, so he comes home. The boyfriend doesn't come home, and he's basically harassing her, like go out with me instead. I think you know what? It's been a really long time since I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, it occurred to me while I was sitting here waiting to start that I'm like, you know what? I should have watched. I have it on DVD. I should have watched it. But um, well, it's weird though when you pick one of those up. It's like I guess I'm gonna watch around myself because I don't ever get to fucking see me in the movie. So yeah, right. Uh, also, what is funny is like looking up a movie called Home of the Brave will almost like I mean, there's one just came out two years ago too. So right, um, that makes it even more difficult. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so basically the idea was that she, and she's at work, she's a waitress, he comes to the restaurant and is basically like, I love you, and, and she's serving his table and he's like harassing her. Finally she just like, in tears, storms out. Mm -hmm. And as she's storming out, me and this other kid are like walking to our table and she like busts past us and we're like, ah, you know, and that was it. Mm -hmm. That was the whole thing. Um... It was, it was the guy I was working with. He was, I was 21, Mm -hmm. 22, something like that. The guy who I was working with was 15. Oh, wow. But we were supposed to look, oh, sorry. We were supposed to look like we were on a date and it was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It was the weirdest awkward thing. It was so awkward because I'm like, he was just this 15 year old kid. His mom was there and I was just like, okay, (laughs) I'm on a date with a little kid. That is real weird. (laughs) But um, yeah, so like my biggest, my strongest memory there is, is we're, we're just, just basically standing there waiting to go. I'm standing next to Christina frickin' Ricci and like, she's like bantering with the camera guy Uh who's like, I guess an old friend. And I'm just like, (laughs) 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 (sighs) yeah, so that was the first part. (laughs) uh, Okay. So that's the first part. 
there is more but good if, if you wanna, i want to actually you wanna... as you're saying this i need to dig something <laughs> mm-hmm. up as we pull because um the only reason i ask is uh, i'm gonna sit here and i'm just gonna i'm really gonna stretch out my words kimberly as i look up Please something do. that i really think is <laughs> Might tell us a little bit of something about what was going on here, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm on it. IMDb, maybe, and I'm maybe looking up some credits for a reason um, about the delightful. Okay, so, so the name of this movie is Home of the Brave. This is 2006 yeah. is when it came out. Okay, well, I I was kind of hoping what would turn out is oh she was talking to her future husband, but it's because she married a cameraman. <laughs> oh, did she? Yes, but that is it is not oh. him. Interestingly enough, okay. I don't know when they got married. I have to look that up. I, that you would think that would show up first, but it. it yeah, didn't. right. Um, oh, they were engaged. Ooh, engaged as of 2013. So they met after this, considerably after. That would okay, just, okay. She, maybe she's going to think for cameraman. We don't know. Um, so let's talk about, okay, I want to talk about the uh, similarities and differences between uh, LA extra work and not LA extra work. Number okay. one, okay, so they had you bring a bunch of your own stuff, uh, your clothing, right? Yep. How big, was it like a pretty large wardrobe trailer? Uh, you had to just deal with the regular wardrobe people? No, we, um, when they, we, it was the costume designer, mm-hmm. I believe. The costume designer was there. Or maybe it was her assistant. Sure. I'm really not sure. It was a costume. I never somebody. know, yeah. Yeah, right. So, um, they took us all into a side dining room, and basically, we came dressed in one outfit, mm-hmm. and then we had, like, a second and a third option. Okay. And it, I, for, I don't, well, I keep hitting the stupid microphone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was about my first item, but I think the color was wrong. Okay. So she's like, oh, use this one instead. And so I think I just went into the bathroom to change. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Okay. It was so it was just like, um, or maybe I just like went in the corner and switched my shirt out. I mean, it was just in the dining room. There was no like big production. She just came and looked at everybody's stuff. Pretty simple. I mean, that's yeah. honestly not that far off from how I normally do it, too. Uh, uh, was this your first time on a movie set of any kind, or had you done since you were in, you know, you wanted to be, you are in theater, so? Uh, this is my first and only time ever on an actual movie set. Okay. I've done plays and shit, stuff, I don't know. This is You can swear all you good. want, yes, please. Okay, good. I figured, but, you know. <laughs> I've done lots of plays and shit, but mm-hmm. um, this is the only film. Is Now, is that a just a matter of opportunity? Yeah, definitely. Going yeah. so, I I have one other friend who went to to Moscow. Ow, nice. Moscow. Sorry, is it Moscow? Or Moscow. I never. Mo- I, yeah. So Moscow. Uh, if you ask a Muscovite. Yes. Um, Moscow is the city in Idaho. Moscow is the city in Russia. Now, Fair if enough. you go to Russia, they'll probably tell you something different. Sure. But as far as you know, the people who are from the city from Moscow, Idaho, they'll it's it's like Boise and Boise. Yeah. The people who are from there will get angry at you if you say it the wrong way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh okay, that's fair. So I have one other friend who went there and I, I guess mm-hmm. I realize I never asked because he's also kind of a filmy person, uh not covered in a film, but just interested in film. Uh so is there any kind of even student filming going on or not an option? You know, not that I saw much okay. of. It was mostly stage theater we had some like film studies classes i took a few that were excellent um we had like a film noir class they did a whole class on the cohen brothers i mean it was it was a lot of film study uh but very little as far as film classes i'm sure there were some people doing student films but i was not aware of it Mm -hmm. it was it was mostly stage stagecraft so when you signed up to be an extra in home of the brave 2006's Christina Ricci vehicle slash yes. Samuel L. Jackson vehicle and Jessica Beale, I think, isn't it? Is yep. that what I saw? And okay. 50 Cent and oh, yeah. 
that other guy who <laughs> it, mm, if I read his name I'd go oh that guy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of those in this movie <laughs> yeah I was there's... just scrolling through the thing just now while you stepped away for a second yeah there's a there's a there's a ton of those uh mm-hmm. wait what did what was the other name I saw Brian Presley who's that that's the know. one I'm thinking of. okay that's the one I'm thinking of Chad was... Michael Murray also Oh yeah, him too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of these guys. Um <laughs> And this is a movie that like didn't get wide release. Like I remember okay. there was a sign for it out, like the po- sign poster outside <laughs> my local theater, but like it never actually came to the local theater. It was I don't know what if it was the hell? I know. It I didn't get to see it till I bought the DVD and that's when I found out I wasn't that in you it. You didn't make the cut. <laughs> I was like, "No." You need to keep an eye out though because if it's ever on TV, there's a half a chance that we'll make it back in. Ooh, okay. Because sometimes, you know, I I I'm sure I've seen I, I I'm sure that's happened with stuff that I've been in, although mostly I did TV, so most of the time, there's no alternate cut. But yeah, it's always worth looking out for. You never know. You might make it into the HBO version or something. Oh, hell yeah. Or the ABC version. Why would they put this on? A- They're not going to do that. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it, was, it wasn't that successful. Yeah, right. I get you. Um, so, okay. So this is your first time in a set. So did you sign up as like, eh, this is a lark or I need to make some money or both? Um, it was kind of just to to do it mm-hmm. for the experience. Um, also, and this was something I wanted to do. So I'm yeah. like, well, if I... I don't remember having this thought, but I'm sure at some point in my 21-year-old brain, I was like, they're going to discover me. Of course. Which, which you know, whatever. Um, but it was just mostly for the experience, and, like, it was offered, and I ended up... I'll get to it, because uh, there's this whole other half of the story where I ended up losing, like, a hundred and some odd bucks. Oh, no. So, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. So uh, I made forty five dollars, and so it wasn't like a big deal. Sure, uh, but it was it was mostly just to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, to get the experience. Did you get any kind of like what what was your feeling walking onto a set, like seeing all the lights and cameras and shit? Uh, it was it was very cool. In like it was maybe less than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know you see the Hollywood Hollywoodized version of Hollywood where it's like you know, big productions, which I'm sure is exactly what happens on like a big budget film. This was it was. Probably like it was. I don't even know if the actual director was there. I don't know maybe if it was a second unit. Okay. Uh, so it was. I mean, there was there was cameras, lights, and a lot of stuff going on. I think I, the, my biggest impression was why don't I get to be one of the people sitting at the tables eating the food? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to walk. <laughs> um. So it was. It was. I wouldn't. I wasn't underwhelmed by any means, but it was maybe not as big as I thought it would be. Right. Yeah. I mean, location <clears throat> stuff is so pared down because they want to bring as little shit with them as possible yeah it makes sense that it would feel quite different yeah because i mean you know they're shutting down a business for a day and they want to get in and out and not affect mystery restaurants Mm -hmm. you know daily operations how many hours were you there um probably three or four not okay too long. so not that yeah. long of a day i guess that, i wasn't there very long that might explain why they didn't feed you because that was my next question like why the fuck didn't they feed you did they well there was there was a craft service outside that's good so i'm, I'm talking like other extras who are like sitting at tables in the sure, background sure. and i was i was very jealous of all their chicken and uh-huh. but they did have craft service outside mm-hmm. it i don't remember what it was uh it was a long time ago sure it was good mm-hmm. it was like it was good I, Whatever it was. Did you get the sense that everybody else was roughly local, or had they maybe bust some extras in? That does happen. They sometimes bring them mm. from Hollywood. It's rare. I feel, yeah, I. it seemed like everybody was from around there. Okay. Everybody I talked to was from the surrounding area. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, because I mean, they, they they also like to take advantage of the opportunity. It's like, hey, big movies coming to your town. Any movie's a big movie if if they yep. never shoot movies there. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that was that was something that did not happen in upstate New York, though. That was th- well, okay, with one exception, <laughs> which is to say, A League of Their Own, which pissed me off no end that one kid from our school got to be in it. And, and I was like, that was a good movie. do you know why it pissed me off? Because I didn't know it was a thing. And then they're like, this kid was in a movie. I'm like, I want that thing. What? How? What? How did he get to be in a movie? It, yeah, yeah, right? And I'm like, wait, but that, that's my dream now. That is suddenly my dream. Why did he do it? So um, it is something I've tried to come to grips with a lot. And I'm sure Dan was like, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? You never said you wanted to be an extra in a movie before. <laughs> Um, Let's, once you get that in you, man, oh, yeah. I was like looking for it. I'm like, okay, when's the next one going to come? None ever did. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. <laughs> if, if you're in a more like in terms of like production remote location, it's it's hard. Like if nothing's coming, you know, if there, if there are no tax breaks, nobody's going to come. That's the hard right. part. Like usually. Right. I wonder what it was about about that part of the country. Why Spokane? I wonder why. That's weird. Yeah, I was thinking about that this morning because like, I kind of went on IMDb. I'm like, well, maybe there's some interesting trivia now. Mm-hmm. There isn't. I looked. There yeah, is. nothing. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I was kind of like, well, why did they pick Spokane? I've, I've never known the answer to that. It just it came down. Somebody announced it in a class like, hey, they're filming this movie in Spokane. If anybody wants to go. And I think they sent some emails out and stuff. But it just nobody said why. Yeah. And I kind of wondered that. Do, but. do you have... Uh, boy, so this is 2005. So did you have a cell phone with a camera on it? And were you? did you take any photos of yourself on set? I did not. No, I didn't have a cell phone with a camera. I think my first... Oh, I think Dan's cam- phone's right there. Made a noise. Stupid Dan. <laughs> um, I think my first camera phone was like six or seven years later. Yeah. So... Fair enough. <clears throat> no, I, I, I didn't take a picture. I didn't even bring a camera with me. I don't even know if we were allowed to. Right. Probably not. Well, I will say when I was on Mad Men, which was still like Twitter existed already, um, uh-huh. they did not police it because they didn't think it would be a thing. Nobody gave a shit. The tw- Mad Men didn't even have a Twitter. So I was like, well, I guess I'll start tweeting from the set. But right. I only did it like twice. But, you know, I really thought that was going to be my big break was my Twitter thing through mad i did Uh not think that that is a lie (laughs) do you remember roughly what your costume was i mean it's your only gig so i'm curious if you remember what your costume your what you had put on for the day yeah so i think i showed up in some like black slacks and a i'm gonna hang on dan's phone's making okay (laughs) um i think i showed up showed up in some like black slacks and like a blue shirt Mm -hmm. but i think she liked my it was like a white pinstripe shirt better Mm -hmm. maybe it was the other way around I don't know. It was just, it was a dress shirt. It was like, I was out to a nice dinner mm-hmm. with my 15 year old boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and he will see, and I've always been told I look young. Uh-huh. So yeah. like, I, I look younger than I am and he looked very mature for 15. So I think it, it kind of evened out that maybe we were both around 19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it didn't look weird, but I was a little uncomfortable. There are certain so conversations like, where the phrase you just used would really get you in a lot of trouble. He, he was a really mature right? looking 15. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just uh, such a so weird. It, par- also, it that okay. he got out of school for the day to do this extra work. Yeah, because I don't remember what time of year yeah. it was. I was trying to oh, think yeah, of it, like, because it was <laughs> mild weather. Like, there was no driving to Spokane and back. There was no snow or anything, and like we went outside. And later we were later. I was outside at night, and um. I remember wearing, I think I was in a coat, but I wasn't, like, cold. So it was it was late spring or early, early autumn. Mm-hmm. Probably late spring. 
Uh, so did you go with anybody today. else or did just you drive on your own? Just me. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not that far of a drive, you said, but... Um, no, not really. Interesting. Uh, let's... Okay, let's get to the second half. It sounds like it's All juicy. Right. What what happens? It, okay, so while I was there, the extras wrangler was like, hey, we have a car chase scene later mm-hmm. that takes place at night. We need vehicles that are, I think that she said, not black, not white. And probably not red. Not That's usually the three. Red. Yeah, yeah, it was it was those three. And I was driving a little 2000 sky blue Ford Ooh, Focus. Ooh, okay. So I was like, me? <laughs> yes, please. I will do mm-hmm. this. You know, and, and I was planning on just going down, doing the four or five hours or whatever, and then driving mm-hmm. back. But this was going to be at night, and I feel like it might have, going with the warm weather, it might have been a later time of the year. Or a part later time of the season where it was gets dark later. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the extras wrangler. I was like, hey, can you help me find a hotel room for tonight so I can do this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she got me set up at the Holiday Inn, I think. Or, or generic hotel, if mm-hmm. that's a thing we need to do. Um, and so we go to this under underpass thing. And we're just like kind of chilling in this parking lot and waiting for it to get dark. And we're just standing around chatting. It was a good time. I don't remember who I talked to or what we talked about, but it was just a lot of like, why are you here? What's, you know, where are you from? That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So then they kind of got it set up. And I guess the scene is in the movie where um, one of the characters is kind of in a testosterone rage. And he like is at a red light. And kind of revs against this other guy, and they do this like street racing thing. Oh my god! And then he finds out it's like a suburban mom, or so. I don't really remember. It was, but it was like there's kind of like a twist at the end, like he was like racing against a grandma or something. Okay. And so basically, the idea was that they would they would pull uh, our cars out, and it would kind of choreograph this whole thing. So I, they finally get us all ready and get us all lined up, and I'm sitting in my car until like one in the morning, just Ooh, sitting there boy. waiting. Yeah, it was like one o'clock. She finally comes to my window. She's like, you know what? I don't think they're gonna use you. So I was like, okay, cool. So I left and went to the hotel and I go to check in. They're like, yeah, nobody showed up. So we canceled your room. I was like, are you kidding me? Come on. (laughs) So they they did have a room for me. And so I go in, I crash, I go home and everything's fine. And about three months later, the... I wasn't really watching my bank account very closely. Uh uh So I never noticed that they never billed me. Oh. Until three months later when they went, oh, snap, you know, we didn't charge her for this. So they charged me, and then I kept spending money like, la, 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 uh-huh. and I ended up like $300 <sighs> um, in the hole. I went to the bank. The bank reversed most of it, but yeah, so I ended up losing a lot of money for this whole experience. Oh, but my it, God. Yeah, but it was like, it was so much fun altogether, and I'm really super glad I did it, so. Yeah. Even with losing a bazillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is so, so, so unfair. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, how beautiful is Christina Ricci in person? Um, Gorgeous. Oh uh, I was, because I'm 5'3". Uh-huh. She's 5 nothing. Right. And I was in heels. Mm. So I'm st- we're standing, like, kind of waiting for things to happen. There's, like, four or five other extras, some other cast members, production folks and whatnot. And we're just kind of, like leaning back against this wall and she is like legit immediately to my left Mm -hmm. like 
inches away. And I'm just kind of like sideways looking down and over at her and then like looking away and this sort of like, oh God, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm standing next to Christina Ricci. <laughs> and she was like totally chill, totally professional, very nice. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, part of the, the fangirl in me wanted to be like, you know, talk to her, mm-hmm. right? You know, like you always want to talk to her. Like I wanted to be cool and like, sure. hey, you know, like nice day and I'm, do you like cheese or whatever? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but like I was just silent. I was just like, mm-hmm. and then she started bantering with that guy, and I was just I I kind of like joked and I kind of like loosened up a little bit for, for the most part. I'm like, they're part of a world I'm only guest starring in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that's so fun. Yeah, you never know if you can talk to people on set. Right. Like that's always the challenge. Like I, I usually don't. Usually I I wait for someone to say hello or. Hey, are you? Yeah. And it's usually only because they don't have anybody else to talk to. <laughs> when I was on Mad Men, uh, it comes up a lot because I did it a bunch, but Christina Hendricks came up to me while we were at craft service oh, and snap. nobody else was around. So I was her default person to talk to. She's mm-hmm. very kind. Everybody on that show was very nice. It was like, oh my goodness, Christina yeah, she, Hendricks talked to me. She's from Twin Falls, Idaho, so she's a local girl. Is she? That I yep. did not know. I don't know if she grew up there, but I know she was born there. Okay. Well, that's 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 close enough. Just like, you know, one yep. day England will want to claim me just as well yep. as upstate New York will. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how this all goes. <laughs> what? So were you, so you're on set. What were you looking at? What were you paying attention to most? Was it what the actors were doing? What, what the crew was doing? Did you have a focus? I, you know, I want to say, I think I was doing most of the crew, mostly mm-hmm. seeing cause the behind the scenes stuff. And this was a little bit after I had realized that I didn't actually want to be an actor. Okay. Because um, most of the actual action was happening kind of in another part of the dining room. Because mm-hmm. I was by the, the hostess's podium. The conversation scene was happening more kind of off a little ways away. So I was waiting by the hostess thing. So I didn't get to see most of what was actually happening. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Um, and also, like, so I had done a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on plays. Okay. Mostly costume work, props. So I was kind of more looking at that, like, oh, that's this is cool how they do it in a, it's a similar but different uh, medium. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's super cool. So you had decided, uh, you, you knew you didn't want to be in a, so were you there for that, part of the experience for the behind the scenes stuff like what was it what were you hoping to get out of it I'm always curious because I've only done it really for money usually right um I kind of wanted to to get an in and to experience it and to know kind of what because what I decided like I wanted to be an actor in high school mm-hmm. and like I started taking acting classes and realized I hated it okay I I didn't like being on the spot I didn't and I did some acting in community theater as a, as a kid and you know that was great but like Getting more as an adult, realizing I have to like memorize this shit mm-hmm. and be the center of attention was, I felt silly, I guess. Okay. You know, being on stage. So I, and then I realized I started taking, I was taking costuming and scene design classes. That was where I really wanted to be, mm-hmm. was in, and that my focus was costume design. And I don't do it anymore, but uh, so. Talking with the costume designer, very, you know, for like two seconds when she picked my outfit, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I kind of want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just like how the cameras worked and all the the pe- like the, the whole machine of it, like how yeah. all the pieces come together to make it a thing. Well, huh. I'll tell you, I mean, a lot of extras, most extras, because I am where I am, are a 
trying to just get paid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do it because I just like being on sets. It's exciting to me. It gives me a thrill every it time. It is. But then there's other people who are definitely there because they're actors. Um, and they have a million different reasons for wanting to talk to people. And some of them are more genuine than others. Uh, but rarely do I get to speak to somebody who is an extra who's already past what they might consider an acting phase, if you want to call mm-hmm. it a phase, and is like, oh, no, I, I want to actually see what the fuck is going on on set. And I, I like hearing that, that you're like, well, let me let me just see what the hell's going on here. And, and, and that, that was, yeah, pretty much it. Like, to, to get the experience of being on a movie set. Not just because, ooh, I'm on a movie set, it's cool, but uh-huh. like, this is a kind of thing that I actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be in movies. And I'd all, for the longest time just been, I'm obsessed with like behind the scenes stuff. Sure. I love movies. I love knowing how movies are made. So, like, being actually on a set where they're making a movie was, like, holy shit, this is awesome. Right. Like, And what's great about that is, like, if you've got the right mindset, no movie is too small for that. It's, like, it doesn't matter. This is, like, just maybe second unit in a diner in Spokane. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's, like, this is fun. And it was very fun. It was very fun. It was very fascinating. And I'm so glad I did it. Even though it all went to hell, but <laughs> <laughs> it just—it's a funny story. Like, oh yes, yeah. it's just—it's—it's it's an experience that I will—I won't forget that. No, you know, it's why would so, you? No, that's right. so good. Did you? Um, did you? Did you know that my brain doesn't work and I can't remember the question I was going to ask? Movies are magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome! <laughs> I'm so there glad you go. said that. Did you ever watch a show on Discovery called Movie Magic? Did you ever see that show? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. I, I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore, and I think you can only find it on YouTube. But that was okay. the thing that got me into it for the same exact reason. I was like, they didn't have – DVDs didn't exist when I mm-hmm. first got interested. And there was a show called Movie Magic, and it was just, like, all about, hey, this is how we did the special effects in Independence Day. This is how we did the oh. special effects. And it was that's all it was. It was just, I love those – like, like the shot the, the of them with, like, uh, downtown New York City vertically mm-hmm. and, like, the – things yeah dude it's mind-blowing right i had a whole bunch i was obsessed with jurassic park in third grade Uh when it came out and so like i had all these like how it was made behind the scenes stuff yes you know i don't know where i'm trying you said like how you got into it i'm trying to think how i got because like so the idaho shakespeare festival is a kind of a big deal down here my dad was one of the founding members wow so my dad has been in theater since before i was born and so like i think i got that little bit of bug there mm-hmm. but i'm just trying to think why i decided as a teenager i wanted to be an actor mm-hmm. i i don't know i think it just was a th- i wanted to be a marine biologist for a hot minute and then i was like oh i want to be an actor <laughs> and i don't know how i made that leap that's fascinating uh, <laughs> but now i fix jewelry so right you know it's, hey it's you know i do random <laughs> weird fucking shit and i still want to do the other stuff right you know? i would lo- you know i've had this like since starting this jewelry job and I, I i found out later that part of the reason i got it was because i had costume um experience that mm-hmm. that was part of the reason why they hired me makes sense and i i've had this thought like in the past couple of years where i'm like well I could learn a lot here and then branch out and maybe I could still go to Hollywood and design shiny jewelry for movies. Hey man, you never know. Hey, you know, you never know. I mean, I'm only 35, so so there's a lot of time to, to figure cool stuff out. You so. have plenty of time and there are so many stories of people who blow your mind who are like, yep. oh yeah, I didn't get started till I was 50. And it's like, okay, well, never mind. I guess well, I'm good. Uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman wasn't was he was like what fifty something when he got his first job? It's crazy how or yeah. First, I, I know like it was first like big yeah because oh, yeah, yeah it's nuts. I or uh, oh Christ what's um 
the guy who played Martin Crane on Frasier. He didn't start oh, yeah, till yeah, he was about yeah. 37, I think. And I'm right. like, okay, cool. That's that's still relatively young. You know. So yeah, I mean so. you should and if, if it's a if it's a passion and you care about it, it'll it'll come back around in your life or you'll you'll keep making inroads towards it whether you realize it or not, usually. Yeah. Um I wanna talk about your character. So okay. in this movie. Uh, we have one segment on the show. It's called Five and Over because okay. there's there's a there's a category of acting called Five and Under where you either have f- one to five lines roughly, um, and then uh, you get paid much less <laughs> than the people who yeah. have five and <laughs> anything above that. Let's say your character. Let's give her a name. Uh, let's uh, figure out what is her spinoff, and it does not have to be a drama. It does not have to be a movie. Uh, okay. It could be a comedy TV show for all I care. It could be a, a Broadway show. What is her spinoff? What's her name? What's her deal? Okay. Um, so the hmm, she. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't entirely prepare you for this. No, you're fine. You're fine. My my initial instinct is her name starts with an S. I'm thinking Sally or Susie. Okay. Something like that. Um. It's a very whimsical she, name. I know, right? Uh, I didn't think much about her. You know, she's just a person out to dinner. Sure. Um, with her, you know, with her fella. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or maybe, maybe, like, we weren't of the same race, so probably not, like, brother or cousin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, a good friend. I think they were good friends. I don't think they were in a relationship. I think they were just good friends going out to dinner. Okay. Or lunch or afternoon tea or whatever. So what does she do in her other, the rest of her time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Probably a pretty boring job. Nothing too fancy. Okay. So maybe like like an office sort of, an office sort of of, comedy. Mm-hmm. Like a just a situational, it's a, advertising agency or something like that, and and just whimsical what goes on there. Mm-hmm. Does she have sure. any particular quirks that make her? slightly out of step with the rest of her her co-workers she is obsessed with troll dolls <laughs> <laughs> she has a this is gonna be based on an actual sweater i had as a child okay um it's it's a big old bulky 90s sweater mm-hmm. that has a big troll doll face on the front and um a little like it's got a little gemstone at the bottom and then the poofy hair oops the poofy like hair that comes off and so you can like rub it with your hand. So she's got like this troll sweater that she she wears at home when nobody can see her. Does she wear it on casual Fridays too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, she does. So she's that lady. She's a character who would normally be a side character in a sitcom, but it's a show just about her. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. like I feel like normally yeah. it's like, oh, there's there's Sally. She collects trolls. Let's move on. But I like that we are now concentrating on Sally or Susie who collects trolls in the office. <laughs> yes, she's, she's very just got good. like everywhere, like everywhere on the desk and mm-hmm. all different colors and the different like the, you get like the Hawaiian one and the, you know, mm-hmm. one's got little shorts. Does she have a street racing side to her? If only because you were almost in a street racing mm. scene. She likes to watch. She likes fast cars, mm-hmm. but she's a little afraid to get one herself. Okay, that's fair. She, yeah, she likes to look at the pretty cars and like when they go fast and she likes the sounds they make, but she doesn't have one. Does the song Fast Car scare her at all? I don't know. I don't know that one. I got a fast car. Dun, dun, bum, 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 bum. It's not a scary song at all. It's like one of okay. the slowest songs and it's not really, oh, it's metaphorically no, not about she, a fast car. I Oh, okay. I don't remember I think, what it's really about. Probably a penis. Who knows? 
So these kind of things usually are. Right? I mean, usually I, it could be a woman singing about her penis. I don't know. A woman sings a song. That doesn't mean she can't oh, okay. be singing about I've got a, 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 a penis. I mean, you know, I'm not going mean, to rule it out. Right. <laughs> I don't know what this show is right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hidden penis. <laughs> I just love that. So I just love that you were so committed too to being on this set. And to, like, just having the fucking experience. You're like, yeah, I'll yeah. hang out. I'll get a hotel room. I'll do more of this. You mean I can do more and I can have more opportunities to be on camera? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get to talk? You, I'm assuming you're just sitting in your car alone then until 1 in the morning. Yeah. Waiting for yep. someone to say, get going. That's yes, so pretty much. crazy to me. You know, and I was, I just had, you know, I didn't have any games on my, I think I might have had snakes, sure. but I think I was like either reading or like napping. Fair. Waiting for them to show up. I, you know, had the engine running, listening to the radio or whatever. Yeah, it was, I was just kind of waiting. I, you know, I honestly wish when I was that young that I had that kind of perspective of like, no, this is an opportunity rather than anytime I'm not doing something that I've created is a bummer. Like I, I tend to get into that right? mindset rather than, no, this is an experience. I have a lot of trouble appreciating that it's an experience i love that you did that and you were that young yeah it's good that's a good thing i have that i have that problem too because like i'm i'm a hobbyist photographer mm -hmm. and so like i take my camera a lot of places and so like a lot of times i experience things looking through the lens of the camera and then i think to myself later you know what i really wasn't present i was just looking for the shot sure yeah. Yeah, that can be that can be difficult. That can be difficult because obviously some of the best shots we are so emotional. It's like, oh, that person must have also been like kind of involved in what was going on. But then there's inevitably part where you were literally separated from the subject by a lens. So mm -hmm. that's inevitable. So how do you find how do you find the midway where it's like I'm emotionally involved, but I'm standing back at the same time? Yeah. It's yeah complicated relationship. It, it's finding the angles. It's finding the the com the composition and getting kind of like separating yourself. I, I a few years ago we went to the fair, and I was just so overwhelmed by all the people, all the noise that I just basically spent the whole time taking Instagram photos mm -hmm. because it separated me from the hullabaloo, and so I could like kind of calm down a little bit. So I get that. Yeah, it is. It can very. It can very much be a barrier between yourself and what's going on around you. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not a bad way to do it because it's not like mm -hmm. you don't see what's happening. And if you're doing right. it for therapeutic reasons, because yeah, in a crowd depends on the crowd, but I can shut down completely. Yeah. Uh, which is bad, I guess, if you're a, an extra in it, but you know, actually if I'm an extra, then I've got a <laughs> goal, you know, I've been told what to do and I get to just move according to somebody else's whims. And sadly that's easier than doing it in life. <laughs> For me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just tell me where to walk. Although I have had to walk without my glasses on, and I will tell you, I can't see no. anything. Yeah, well, oh, on God. Mad Men, again, to bring it back to Mad Men, I That's fine. couldn't wear okay. my own glasses. I had to wear prop glasses from the 60s. Oh, no. And I'm like, you know I can't see more than a foot in front of my face. And they're like, well, we'll just wave wildly. And, and it worked. I can't see that. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. it, it worked. I just, but barely. Barely. Oh. I think one, there's one scene where one of the ladies, one of the beautiful women dresses as a secretary, uh... <laughs> We are arm in arm, mostly so she can walk me across the set so that I don't bump into anything. <laughs> I've never watched Mad Men, but now I want to. Oh, yeah. Just to find that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's a toxic show. It's supposed to be. I mean, the main oh, yeah. character is well, very yeah. toxic. But, um, yeah, it's rough. It's a rough watch. It's good, but it's rough. Um, uh -huh. And But it is fun to watch for my dumbass walking through with all these handsome people. And I'm like, and it's, it's kind of fun. You're just Mr. Magooing your way through it. Like, uh, <laughs> Where's Don Draper? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. 
Uh, boy, oh boy. Uh, all right. So let me let's do this. What okay. do you want to promote before before we like end this end this? Um, is it okay if we talk a little bit about a Dyson Dance? Of course. Yeah. Um, it's so much fun. Um, at least for me to do it. Oh yeah, I uh, love it. It's a goofy, stupid podcast with a bunch of dorks <laughs> playing other dorks doing stupid shit. And there's a lot of potty humor, which is not usually my thing, but somehow it works. Yeah, me neither. And yet I'm responsible for a lot of it. <laughs> I'm responsible. You know, I, I, I did have my character pee in a corner to unbury a chest. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's not my thing. I don't find that <laughs> funny. And yet I was just like, well, this is the track we're going on. Right. And I need this just it lot. It made sense in the moment. This is what is expected of me. <laughs> It just I did it, and it, I thought it was hilarious, but it was maybe gross. So it yeah, it's it's a it's a good show. Um, yeah, you you play a uh, a centaur. Centaur. I play a centaur fighter um, named Navi Amira, mm-hmm. who I gotta admit, I'm sometimes her personality doesn't come out much because I sometimes zone out. Mm-hmm. Um, it happens. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've. Not... I mean, I picked a character whose quote-unquote personality is basically guy who waits to make a crack every once in a while, <laughs> which is me. So, yeah. you know, it's not really, there's no personality to my character. He's just yeah. got sort of a Sam Elliott voice almost. Um, my poor, yeah, because I, I, I kind of zone out during role play. I kind of, my favorite thing is the hack and slash. I roll a dice and see if I hit. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of lose focus. And so sometimes she's just, She's just quiet mm-hmm. in the background until I think of something good to say. Yeah, sadly for us, Dan's a real story guy. So, you yeah. know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There is a lot going on, and it's it's well put together, and it's it, it's a good story. It is a very good story. I just have attention problems. Sure. No, that's fair. <laughs> I, I also do, and it, then it comes out in my play because I don't know how to play D&D at all. That's okay. It's just it's like, fine. hey, can I do, will, will this stupid spell work? It's all spells. That's all I basically end up doing is, will this dumb <laughs> spell make something funny happen? And it does, usually. Yay. You know, it usually works out. But, you know, that is, that is, we're, you're a good actor if, if, you can do, if you can do as well as you do uh, mm-hmm. while also distracted. So, you know, yep, well, good on you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, another show, another name for this show really could be like npc because that's kind of what being a background actor is although it's even less than an npc because you have no lines mostly right you know you're just you know you're 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 the well i guess it is like i'm just thinking of like you know you're running through a village in a video game and there's like just like peons everywhere Mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's i was trying to think of a better word for that but i couldn't that peon (laughs) works that works yeah peon works um, well, Kimberly, this has been a delight. Yes. Um, I had so much fun. Do you want anybody to follow you on social media or do you not care? Um, I don't care. Okay. I, I'm, I have an Instagram. I think it's R-M-C-F-A-G-E-N 42. Okay. And then I have a Twitter and I think it's Squeaktastic. Okay. S-Q-U-E-A-K-T-A-S-T-I-C, but I don't do anything with it. That's fine. But I have one. So you can go follow her if you don't want to get any tweets from somebody. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. I, you know, I had this moment a few weeks ago when, like, Dan was talking about all the Twitter stuff he does for OD&D. Oh and God, I was like, so oh, much. yeah, I'm totally going to – I'm going to get in on that. You know, I'm going to get my Twitter reactivated, and I'm going to, like, totally just be, like, a Twitter presence. And then I, like, install it on my phone, and that's all I did. Yeah. 
well, you're better than so. the rest of us. <laughs> so I, I can't fucking stay off it sometimes. So that's why I avoid it. I let Dan yeah. do all that stuff if yeah, I can. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got it covered. Yeah. Honestly. Like, it was just like a momentary delusion of I could be a Twitter somebody. And, you know, it's, it's that constant search for I want to be somebody. And, like, in this in this era, it's, it's YouTube and Twitter is where you are somebody. Oh, yeah. I know. And and we were talking the other the other day. Oh gosh, who was it? We had a social influencer come into the store the other day. Oh really? And they had called a few months in advance, called our corporate and was like, "Hey, I want to come in and shoot a video in one of your stores." Mm-hmm. And so corporate set it up. They got a $6,000 diamond for free oh, just for coming in and shooting this video. God. I know. And we were all like, "You know what the hell?" Yeah. Like we're here slaving away for 10 bucks an hour uh-huh. and they just come in and do this thing. And I'm just like, why am I not in on that? Right. I think was the next thought uh-huh. was like, why am I not doing that? Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, but what would I do that hasn't already been done before? And I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know. Sure. No, I mean, so, that's like- that's always <laughs> the conundrum. Now, I have to ask, you do not have to tell me the name of the influencer or your store, but are you but- in the background of this video? Because that's another background gig almost. No, I was actually off that you day. You were off that day. Okay. Yeah. I came in the next day and they're like, so is- I don't even, they don't even, I don't even know who it was. Yeah. Okay. Like, we were, we're supposed to get some information later just so we can like look it, look it up, mm-hmm. but- I have no idea who it was. My so. uh, my friend Joe runs an ice cream truck out here that uh, <clears throat> has gotten relatively social famous, uh, ironically enough, for refusing to give influencers free ice cream because he's like, it's three fifty a fucking cone, man. Buy yeah, right? an ice cream cone. <laughs> report on it. Do you do whatever dumb shit you do? But he's very much uh, middle finger to anybody who asks for something for free, which is pretty I, funny. I. I mean, I don't have a strong opinion either way, but I'm sure. kind of like, you know what? Yeah, that's it's three fifty. Who cares? Yeah, right. Right. Six thousand dollar diamond. What? I the know. Fuck? Okay. Well, that's uh, <laughs> boy oh boy. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what should I tell people about? I don't know. Just go to StolenDress.com. That's where all my stuff is. Um, the show that people tend to listen to the most is Comedy on Vinyl, uh, of my shows that I produce anyway. Go listen to that one. Go listen to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, where the aforementioned Dan Gomiller and I talk about our own comedy work. Go listen to Dispatches from Fort Awesome, which is coming to an end soon, because we're talking about all the episodes of news radio in a row. Um, you can go listen to, well, when we're recording, the most recent one is where I give my buddy Alan, uh, one of Phil Hartman's ties. So go listen to that. That's fun. Uh, well, there's only one thing left to say other than again, thank you, Kimberly. Thank you. The final thing to say is, uh, I'm sorry I missed your thing. I, I don't own a TV, so... You can find The Professional Blur on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you find podcasts. And follow Jason on Instagram at Jason Klom and follow his hashtag, The Professional Blur.